Welcome back to another podcast, you guys. Today I'm back with Otavio. Everybody, it's very good to be here. It's very good. And we're going to be talking about Moon Knight, episodes one through three, the first half of the show. So yeah, we're going to just start with episode one, dive right in. What do you think of this show? That's a good place to start. Yes. What do you think of the show so far? Oh man, it's one of my favorites by Marvel, definitely. Um, Moon Knight has been so fresh, to be honest, because sometimes I forget that it's Marvel. Mm-hmm. How different it is. But overall, I've been very pleased with it, because I, I'm very interested in incorporating mental health into into the story, into you know superhero stories. And they're doing such a good job with it. And just blown away by Oscar Isaac, too, you know? Yeah, he's doing great. I think I was really worried for a moment in later episodes, but we'll talk about that mm-hmm. in another podcast. But I think the show is doing a really good job so far, majority. So with episode one, I was worried that this was just going to be another Batman, just Marvel's version of the Batman but they were, they're able to differentiate the stories pretty well. Like, it's not Batman struggles with going between Bruce Wayne and Batman, but it's almost like Moon Knight doesn't struggle between going from Moon Knight and human form. It's just he struggles with his own personalities. Yeah. I, I heard a lot about the comparisons to Batman. So I, I wasn't sure what to expect because I knew Marvel was, was not going to do just a, just a rip off of Batman, at least. Because um, they're creative show. and DC sometimes yep. is not. <laughs> well, I was, I was not worried about that because I wasn't really thinking about it. But I'm glad that it's not just a, just a Marvel Batman, you know. Mm-hmm. The first episode is shown from the perspective of Stephen Grant. Oh, Stephen Grant, I woke up to get shot. Well, he's in my head now. Okay. I, like, whenever I do British accents to myself, because that's how my brain enjoys life, <laughs> I've been saying, donut. <laughs> oh, you donut. <laughs> but he slowly figures out that he has a personality disorder in this episode. I think he has a idea... But he doesn't have an explicit. I don't know. Yeah, it's. It seems I, you know, for the mythical qualities of the show and the way they are presenting things, I don't know that he knew it was his own personality. Well, he definitely didn't know, you know. Mm-hmm. He just knew that there's another version of him or whatever. But I don't think it was clear that it was a personality. Or maybe, you know, uh, they're presenting things in such a way they're making us question what he's actually, was just a representational thing, you know, and what's a psychic thing, like in his mind. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's introduced to this other him, and I was, I was also confused. Mark Spector. It wasn't Mark Skyfall or Mark Casino Royale or Mark Quantum of Solace. 
It's a James Bond joke for those oh of you gosh. who don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight has three different personalities in the comics. Steven, Mark, and Jake. We have yet to see Jake in these first three episodes. Yeah, I'm curious. I didn't. I had no idea how many personalities in the comics. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I had seen some uh, thumbnails and uh, like videos showing some uh, comic books, comic book shots with Moon Knight going around and the struggles that he has. And I, I didn't, I didn't know it was three. I was like, oh, maybe he has a bunch more, but it's more realistic that he has three. I think. Yeah, Jake Lockley is like a taxi driver, and he listens in on everyone's conversations, and he's got like a italian new york accent it's it kind of sounds like oh what are you doing sweetheart <laughs> man, that's gonna be funny that's gonna be fun too like oscar isaac being american oscar Max. isaac being the penguin yeah <laughs> i didn't show <laughs> yeah it makes me wonder if like when this personality was created because we you know should i mention should i leave that for the next podcast let's not mention anything but yeah i'm curious for that we do find out more about mark and steven's origins in later episodes yes we do um but this is definitely one of my favorite pilots out of all of the marvel disney plus series so far honestly me too it got me really into the show Mm -hmm. my first very invested already Although I will say Loki got me hooked a little more, but that's because we knew Loki beforehand. Yeah, yeah. I felt Loki was was another one where, where the first episode I was sold. <laughs> yeah, that's the best dis or that's one of the best Disney Plus shows. It's the best Marvel one at least. And then this one, I would say. I can I can see that. I can I think for me it goes like that too. Loki Moon Knight what if yeah i would agree with that and then the rest (laughs) (laughs) the episode begins with bob dylan playing and arthur harrow putting glass into his shoes this was i loved that opening it was such an interesting beginning to the shows and it made viewers uncomfortable with his presence it couldn't be comfortable to be walking around like that no. no. Harrow is the leader of a sort of cult that praises Amit, an Egyptian god. What is he the god of, though? Is he the god of... Or she's the goddess? Huh? Oh, she's the one... Um, Amit is the mix of lion and um, crocodile. She's the one that measures, like, after the, the, the balances of the heart, that she either eats the heart or lets the person go. Oh, okay. She yeah. judges whether or not you get to go to yes. the afterlife or whatever. Harrow is able to judge people's souls, just like you were kind of talking about with his tattoo, which was really cool. Right. Steven can't remember anything that happens at nighttime when he becomes Mark Spector. It's like he blacks out. Maybe Steven Grant is just an alcoholic. The fish that he has is symbolism for the lack of memory that Steven has. Fish have bad memories. (laughs) I didn't even catch that. That's nice. 
Stephen leaves a voicemail for his mom, who seemingly gave him a postcard from Egypt. I wonder who actually did this. Me too. Yeah. I thought about it for a second when I looked over this. What are we going to talk about today? And I'm really not sure. Well, we kind of do now. I can tell you after. Oh, okay. It's just spoilers for the first part. Yes. <laughs> Steven falls asleep on someone's shoulder on the bus because he's always awake and always exhausted. Poor man's. How does he do it? Never sleeps. Mm-hmm. And he works at the git shop in the Egyptian museum. I guess this is in London? Where's this? I don't know where it is. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because they were talking about how the, the, it's set in London, but they actually didn't shoot in London. Oh, that's interesting. I know. <laughs> Stephen forgets about asking out his coworker to a steakhouse, even though Stephen's vegan. Yeah. People have theorized that that's Jake Lockley who asked out the girl. Because uh, I don't see why Mark would do it if he's married to Layla and trying to protect her. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. That's true, actually. So Jake's probably just messing up things on the side. <laughs> and it's not, um, it's not one of the personalities that has interacted with each other. Like, he, he hasn't really had any communication with Steve or, or Mark. Mm-hmm. Apparently, though this is interesting, apparently the same museum is going to be the base for the Illuminati and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Really? Which was such a weird connection to make. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. Because the finale of Moon Knight, I'm going to end up watching after I watch Doctor Strange. Oh, wow, forget it's so soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, saying it Wednesday. That museum, I know it's the museum, I've been to the museum in London that they're doing the, the Illuminati, I think it's the headquarters or whatever, but... Headquarters. Is that, same, is that the same museum that they do in Moonlight? Because it doesn't look like it. Like, it doesn't look like the one with the big, round hallway with those big windows, you know? Maybe, I don't know. This is just something that I saw from someone else. So maybe oh. it isn't accurate. Stephen wakes up in Germany, it seems like, and grabs a gold scarab out of his pocket. He also interacts with Kanshi for the first time. He tells him to surrender the body to Mark. <laughs> Stephen is fired on by some of Harrow's men and somehow just survives this and runs away. <laughs> Did he actually get hit? Like, got shot? I don't think so. Okay. A miracle. Stephen blends in with the crowd in a nearby village where he sees Arthur Harrow for the first time. Someone noticed that he has a white hoodie, too, like Moon Knight. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Harrow measures the scales of two different people. One is good, and one is bad, who is killed. But I also saw a theory that it was like... The old woman just, he's just trying to find people that will actually be useful to him in Amit's resurrection. So, like, the old woman died because she's weak and frail, 
and the guy was able to pass because he's young and stronger. That's interesting. Yeah. That's big. And perhaps valid based on what we see later on in episodes that we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. We still don't know. I have a lot of questions going into the finale, and I don't know how they're going to wrap it all up. Arthur Harrow figures out that Mark is among them and chants something that all his followers know. So they kneel and then only Stephen isn't kneeling, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Stephen tries to hand Harrow the scarab, but Khonshu stops this from happening. Stephen wakes up from blacking out once again and finds blood on his hands and dead bodies around him. Mark or Jake must have done this. Probably Mark. Yeah, we don't know, but I don't know if it was Mark. You mean probably Jake? No, I mean probably Mark, because Mark's a mercenary. We yeah, find out in these first three episodes. I could see it going either way, yeah. Yeah, I could see it going either way. That was just my initial thought. Mine too, but just the way that he said it. Like, I swear it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. That was not me, but then, yeah. We have yet to find out. Yeah, also, but- it was fun. Before we saw Khonshu, we heard his voice. I was like, that's a CGI character's voice. Like, that's going to be a CGI character's initial. <laughs> and soon enough, fucking... It's F. Did. Murray Abraham. I don't know what he's been in before. Oh, he's in Scarface. I'm screaming. <laughs> Steven steals a cupcake van and drives away from Haru's men. Mark comes out to play a couple of times, and Stephen even says that he doesn't have his driver's license. I don't even have my driver's license. (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) 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 I'm trying to butcher it, don't worry. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Stephen is about to be hit by some fallen trees, which... I think it was, yeah, there was like some truck with logs, and then they were going down a hill, so then the logs caught up to them, I guess, and then he woke up in bed. It was just a transition. He thinks it's Friday, the day of his date, but he finds out that he missed it. Stephen finds a phone hidden in his apartment that has a ton of missed phone calls from someone named Layla, and one phone call from a Duchamp who's a character from the comics. I don't know anything about this character. It's actually funny because that name, it's spelled exactly the same as uh, this avant-garde artist, uh, Duchamp. That's funny. art movement called Dada, which is basically challenging most, if not all, notions of art. And it's things like using objects that are already made and they call it nonsense art sometimes they have that urinal like they this i think it was duchamp he got this urinal took it to this art gallery or art salon where avant-gardists say anything can be art and then it got rejected Um, but now it's in a museum i'm pretty sure that's funny i feel like i've heard about that before yeah and it's a cool cool easter egg like name wise to put in there because you know he's Related to this art movement, that's all about challenging everything, and people call it nonsense. So it, it could it could have an indication to the yeah, this, 
nonsense that Moon Knight experiences in his own head. He's questioning his own reality constantly. Yeah. That would work out really well. So maybe it means the artist, maybe it means the character from the comics. Who knows? Maybe they're linked. That'd be weirder. Like some Eternals crap. <laughs> Let's see. Layla doesn't recognize Steven's accent at all. She had no prior knowledge of these personalities. Steven sees Khonshu a bunch of times in his everyday, and then he's confronted by Harrow at the museum. I love this scene, that was so cool. <laughs> Unfortunately, Harrow has followers everywhere, even working at the museum. They all have like, it's like Harry Potter with Voldemort's followers, the Death Eaters. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Eaters? The Death Eaters all have tattoos oh. on their wrists. Of the balance of the scales? Yeah, but... Yeah, Harrow's men have the balance and scales. It's pretty cool. I was a little confused at first because... It seemed like there was a lot of people at the museum that worked for Harrow. Right. It must um, be world... This is Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> no, it's gotta be a reason. Museum. It can't be... You can't have workers everywhere. Like, those with Starbucks, 50% of them are working for Harrow. <laughs> Maybe it's anything that has to do with Egypt. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> tries to measure Stephen's scales, but he's so unbalanced because of his multiple personalities. And he says that there's chaos in you. Stephen's chased by a jackal into the bathroom of a museum, the museum, and finally gives up the body to Mark. Mark finally gives us the Moon Knight costume as he beats up the Jackal, and the theme comes on. I, I like the theme a lot. It took a minute to catch on for me. I like it, too. Like, I like the soundtrack in general. But as of this moment, it's not in my Like, it's not burning my memory. I can't even think about it right now. I can only think about it on Wednesdays. It gets stuck in my head. <laughs> when, I, when I watch it. But that's all I got for episode one. Moving on to episode two, we got Stephen going back to the museum to look at the cameras to prove the jackal was after him. But it comes out as invisible. It may be that only dead people or people that have been close to death can see the jackals. Which is another interesting aspect. Steven's fired from the museum, unfortunately, which, honestly, I've completely forgot about. <laughs> Steven goes to a storage place to see if the key he found in, like, that little cubby in his apartment. He's trying to see if it goes anywhere in the storage locker, because I guess there was a tag on it or whatever. Steven finds a bed in a room and military equipment, a gun, and different currencies of money. He finds the golden scarab in Mark's bed, and he tells Stephen to go to sleep so that Mark can take over again. <laughs> I like the storage locker hallway scene. The lighting was so cool, and we see Kanshu in the distance. Oh man, that was spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Every time the light turned on, it was like a thud or something. It was very loud. They should call Kanshu Mr. Thud. Mr. Thud. <laughs> DJ Thud. Layla appears after Steven snaps back to reality, and then he's like, oh, there goes gravity. 
because I'm in the middle of the road. <laughs> Stephen, what are you doing? <laughs> His other rap personality comes out. Layla has divorce papers for Mark, and Stephen doesn't understand why Mark would let a girl like her go, because he has never had a relationship before, and is begging for one like that. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about it like that, because Stephen is... I don't know for sure when, because without getting into spoilers, the fact that Layla didn't know about Stephen... Says a lot about the timeline, you know? Yeah, it says a lot about their relationship, too. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting. Mark explains that their adventure will get Layla killed, and he doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. <laughs> the police show up for a reason I can't remember. And arrest Stephen because of having a fake passport that he found that Mark possessed. Oh, I think it's when they were investigating um, whatever he stole from the museum without realizing that Mark stole something. Oh. They were checking on his ID. That makes sense. Yeah. The cops bring Stephen to a neighborhood of Harrow's followers. Man, he's like Falcone. He's got a hand in with the police, too. Yeah. Arthur Harrow explains to Stephen that he used to be Conchu's avatar before him. But not the blue people and not the airbending ones. <laughs> <laughs> Harrow wants to become Amit's avatar so that people won't have the choice to make bad decisions. But that goes against free will. Right. Amit's purple glow comes from Harrow's cane that contains a sliver of Amit's power. We know this comes from the dark dimension because of characters like Dormammu and Agatha Harkness. My god. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. I like how they connect some things that we're going to talk about in the second half of the show. Mm hmm. If you notice, though, sorry to interrupt, but like all no, the different good. power colors, they're all like a line, they all mean something. Align like in, in in line with the MCU as a whole. Movie? Yes. <laughs> like red means something specific. I think chaos, which makes sense for Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Purple is dark dimension. Yellow is like sorcery or whatever. I don't know. Oh yeah, because Loki is green. Hmm. Um. But yeah. But anyway, that's just this cool easter egg. Layla wants Steven to summon the suit, but summons Mr. Knight instead of Moon Knight, which is super cool to see. <laughs> I want a suit like that. That'd be awesome. That'd <laughs> be cool. There's going to be a lot of cosplays of that. I would dress up as Mr. Knight. Man, it looks kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I feel like Oscar Isaac is going to show up at places sometimes wearing it like comic-con or oh i'm sure that's gonna be funny be cool. steven tries to fight a jackal as mr knight but surrenders the body to mark instead who uses his boomerangs that come out of his chest which is an exact ripoff of batman <laughs> oh yeah 
better in England than the Chiefs. <laughs> New Night. Mr. Season, I found it very funny, but it reminded me of Deadpool. Just the, the energy in it. The, you know, that type of mask as well. The tight-fitted mask or whatever. Yeah. Like Spider-Man has that too. A little... That's- I love seeing Moon Knight run around and jump over building tops. It was super cool. Look at him go. Look at him go. Look at the moon behind him. Hey, that's the name of the character. That's the name of the show. Do you think it's called Moon Knight because the moon only comes out at night? That's gotta be it. Moon Knight kills the jackal, and Harrow ends up with the scarab after stealing it from a homeless man, which I also completely forget. <laughs> Mark. But how did, what? How did the homeless man get the scarab? The... I guess with all the fighting, it just like oh, happened. Right. Yeah. yeah, I remember that scene. It was kind of cliche, but Harrow had to get the scarab somehow. And then Layla saw him. And drove away. Yeah. We needed a witness. Mark wakes up in in, in Egypt and uh, he's ready for another mission at the end of the episode. And then we move on to the last one that we're going to discuss today, episode three. Layla says that she found out she found Mark 20 minutes away from their own place. That's where Stephen's apartment was. So, if Mark was trying to hide Steven from Layla, he didn't seem to be doing it, like, too well if he was only 20 minutes away from Layla. I mean, it has to be doable for his, you know, going back and sleeping, I guess. He needs his sleep. There are a lot of references to Indiana Jones and other lost treasure movies. There's a rooftop chase that with Mark Spector while he tries to meet with someone who ends up getting killed. When he's trying to get answers out of some people and then he gets flashes and whoever comes out, and we think it might be Jake or Mark, could be the one. And then the very disturbing scene with that boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was disturbing. Like, Conchie seemed very calm about that, too. He seems very calm about most brutal things. Um, Steven talks Mark out of killing one of the men he fights, though. With, like, his reflection and the knife. I like how they use reflections to go back and forth between the personalities. Because it's like a reflection of their self. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is almost the opposite of others, as we take the perspective of Mark, which switches to Steven instead. Um, I was waiting for that. I know, it was super cool to see. One of the cuts between personalities is especially cool with Mark. He's holding a guy up against a wall, but then he comes back with a knife in the guy's chest. Oh, I thought it was on his head. Oh no, it was on his oh, chest. He was just holding his head? Oh, okay. Um, but... Steven, I think, says that it wasn't him. It was probably Jake. 
that time. Yeah. One of Harrow's men cuts off their tie as Mark holds them over a ledge, killing themselves and saying, Praise Amit. Right. They also hinted it. They also whispered, Hail Hydra. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Was that, that's, the, that's the boy that I was talking about. Was he a grown adult? I think he was a grown adult. Okay. He seemed like our age. Okay, yeah. But I guess he can be considered boy. <laughs> a boy? I don't know. Kanshu says that if they anger the gods enough, they will turn him into stone. It seems to be his goal of the episode. <laughs> Kanshu also explains that the suit has protective armor around it, which helps out later. And explains a lot later. Because he's able to sustain a lot of injuries. Mm. Kanshu blocks out the sun so that it gets the Inead's attention, and a meeting takes place. Arthur Harrow is summoned to the meeting because Kanshu accuses him of trying to summon Amit. Kanshu is barely maintaining his relationship with the gods. We see the avatars for the whole Ennead, and the gods take over for their avatars and speak to one another. The eyes glow, which reminds me of Avatar The Last Airbender. Avatar state, he goes, everything shines. Yeah, and like the ball goes around him. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Oscar Isaac's acting in this scene as well. It was like a fourth personality they had to play. Yeah. Well, I guess third for now. We don't know if they're using the third. <laughs> funny on the set. Yeah. <laughs> Talking that way. If he did method acting on the set, and he's just, like, switching back and forth all the time. <laughs> the gods don't interfere with humans because cheap writing, and this also explains why they weren't there when Thanos attacked. Yeah, a lot of these... It's higher levels, like Eternals, like the Egyptian gods. It doesn't make sense. Like, why would they just let it happen? Yeah. If the goal was for the population to get higher and higher, why would the Eternals just let half of them die? <laughs> One of the avatars tells Mark to look for Senfu because they want to find Amit's tomb before Harrow does, but they don't have the scarab. And the scarab leads them to the tomb, as Stephen tells us. I wonder how that works. How does that work? What's the science behind the scarab? Why is it floating? Mark tells Layla that he's always known about Stephen. Uh, I guess it was this episode. And he had it under control for a while. But uh, why wouldn't he tell her? Yeah. Well, he, they, they did talk about at some point difficulty talking about these things and just talk about stuff in general I think mm -hmm. like any vulnerable things about himself and that's like a huge one you know? that is huge yeah it's like she knew nothing about Mark Layla meets up with Mark and they meet up with a guy named Anton apparently Anton is supposed to be Midnight Man another character from the comics but the actor actually passed away a few months ago before the episode aired. Oh, wow. So, it, his name was Anton. He was a very minor role. Layla... Was he presenting, like, the, the one that had all the stuff? He was wearing a robe? Yeah. 
Oh, wow, I didn't know he passed away. Mm-hmm. He was, I think he was supposed to be, like, used a little bit more for the MCU, but that's upsetting. One of Anton's men mentions Madripoor to Layla, the sketchy place from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it had me thinking, that's probably one of the only references you can make from that show. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing that significant that is different about that show i don't know <laughs> just more of the same hopefully they don't try to bring that storyline into this anton really wants to get with layla it seems like with steven's help in the reflection mark is able to solve a puzzle that turns a bunch of pyramids into a star harrow offers the purple stick to anton and more buried treasure I mean, how is he gonna... Can't pass up the purple stick. That's true. He also brings up Layla's dead dad. Harrow destroys the sarcophagus that contained the star puzzle. Moon Knight comes out and we get a full-on fight, which is awesome. And Steven takes over during the fight at one point with the Mr. Knight suit. He tries to calm everyone down. But he gets stabbed a bunch of times. Yeah. I guess it's fine because of the suit on the armor, but he also uses one of the spears that he stabbed Rit to stab someone else. The star map is thousands of years old, and Kanshu shows Steven how to use his powers and change the map of the stars in the sky so that they're able to find Amit's tomb. Kanchu says that he remembers every night, and he remembers that night, too. I wonder what happened on that night. <laughs> yeah, we get a... We, yeah, it's a really cool scene, too, just visually, the play, play, pulling back time off. It's so cool. It was really cool to see. It was new that he was going to get whenever they imprisoned me. It was, they knew right away they started chanting. Right. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> They're like, we better start chanting now. <laughs> In doing this, Kanchu got the Ennead mad. He's turned into stone. Harrow confronts Kanchu, who is stone now, and he tells him that he owes his victory to Kanchu. And that's the end of episode three. Do you have anything else on the first three episodes of Moon Knight? Yeah, it's very intriguing. I still have questions. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really well done show so far, and Marvel's done a great job. I'm really yeah. interested in this character, and I hope they do more with him. Me too. There's rumors yeah. of, like, him teaming up with Black Knight from Eternals, the character that Kit Harrington played. And then uh, Blade is supposed to team up with them. Oh, cool. Which could actually be awesome. Mahershala Ali and Oscar Isaac running around. Yeah. I would watch that. Me too. Yeah, this show has been, like, every twist and reveal has been very earned. I've, I've enjoyed it. I am very excited for the finale. Me too. It's finale coming out <laughs> this week. <laughs> I'll give up, mate. Get the homie. They won't get short. <laughs> It'll be... I'm excited for the next podcast, too. Yeah, same. 
Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. Of course. You have an outro or anything that you want to say? Mm, yes. I do. I say. <laughs> be um, nice to be. Oh. Be nice to you. Oh, no, that's yours. That's yours. Um, drink water? Drink water. Shut up. All that you do drink water. Take a couple moments to just breathe in. Be like, okay, I can slow down for a second. Be nice to yourself. And. Out there. No. Be nice like, to each other out there. 